there's no way out I've got to show them what I've become And there's no doubt Come on back to the world And I'm still hanging on There's no way out I've made my choices where I belong And there's no Troubles in my life have been doing the same With a strain in my mind getting hurt again There's a pain in my heart but it's just a game Gotta get over it, won't go insane Won't achieve anything while I'm down Don't wanna give out, my heavyweighted frown I'm stopping this now, I'ma turn it around Heaven's on the ground, now I'm looking at the clouds Gonna make a change like a change, bigger getting changed Gonna stay the same with my mind frame rearranged Gonna watch the blue out my mind and my eyes Was I blind in my mind? Cause that was old times Cause I'm starting fresh with a clear vision You can even spell my name in optimism Just track the M's and I and the P And then what you're left with is me Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to tonight's episode of the Zod Rider Show. I am Zod Rider, a.k.a. Joseph Todd. I'm here tonight for a very, very special event. I'm doing this show. This is my first Zod Rider Show in a long, long time. I've been on hiatus forever, but I'm back. And I'm back solely to talk about Zack Snyder and the Snyder Cut of Justice League. And with me, I have my special guest, from the ping pong flick show himself. And, I mean, this guy, I could give him a million and one introductions because he's awesome. <laughs> I, 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 lo- I love his show on YouTube, the ping pong flick show. Mr. Chris Wong, welcome to the Zod Rider Show. Thank you for inviting me, Joseph. Uh, glad to be here. It's, it's, just, it's just incredible that it's just incredible to have you here. I mean, I watch your show every single day, and I get I'm actually quite a big fan of you. So it's it's so it's kind of surrealistic for me to be here doing a show uh, about a movie director that you and I both really really love, and then to be doing the show with you. And I'm also a big fan of yours, so I'm I'm super excited to have you here. So. You are That's surreal for anytime. me. That is surreal for me uh, <laughs> to hear people are saying I'm a big fan of you, and I'm I'm re- literally just releasing steam every night. <laughs> but uh, I'm glad that there are tons and tons of people out there who share uh, who share the same interest, and uh, uh, in, including this movement we're trying to do to release the Snyder Cut, definitely. Absolutely, and and you know, releasing the Snyder Cut is only is only half of it. I mean, when we when we talk about Zack Snyder, we're super, super uber fans of his. We love all of his movies, and quite frankly, it's almost like, it would be almost like therapy for us if the Snyder Cut was finally released. Right. I mean, well, that's a huge I don't know about I don't know about you. I mean, it's just kind of like, it's so, like the build-up to it. I just knew when the movie uh, was coming out, 
of November, in November of last year that there was no way that it could possibly be screwed up. And I have to confess, I was actually a little bit excited even still, even after, you know, Zack Snyder stepped down. But, you know, WB was running the narrative that, you know, they were bringing in Joss Whedon. I think they actually had said that uh, Zack Snyder had picked Joss Whedon. To, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. They said it was his friend. I was like, his friend? Oh, interesting. He picked his friend. Yeah. He picked his friend for this movie. And, I, and, I, yeah. and, I, and I'm just... I can't believe how far from the truth all that was, the narrative. I mean, I guess I could understand. I mean, the studio couldn't go out and say, well, no, you know, you know, there is no uh, Zack Snyder. He's not going to be here anymore, but we're bringing in somebody who we think is just as good that you guys are all going to love. And right. my big issue is that their styles as directors and storytellers couldn't be more different. To me. I mean, I, I'm like, if you're going to get somebody to come in and fill in for Zack Snyder, I could think of at least five or six other directors that you have working at yes. Warner Brothers right now who could have who could have <laughs> filled in for Zack. And I'm sure any yeah. one of them would have did it. So I don't well, understand why they had to go to Joss Whedon, to be honest with you. I The answer is that they intentionally wanted to change it. Uh, right from when he stepped out, they knew what they were doing. They they really wanted to change the movie. That's what I believe now, knowing what we know now, uh, is that. Uh, and I was surprised. I was, in fact, I was kind of uh, on Warner Brothers' side, and I had many videos, which I'm ashamed of now, for <laughs> for defending uh, Warner Brothers' decision and. We just ate it all up. The narrative that they had, we ate it all up. I was surprised, like you, oh, Joss Whedon, Zach's friend. Oh, well, that's interesting. I never knew that. Okay, well, it sounds like uh, he's just gonna shoot whatever Zach Snyder said to shoot. So, all right, right like wait. pick up, like you know, like the pickup pick shots because they because yeah. they did mention the fact that there was gonna be some brief reshoots. That you know, and when you talk about like brief reshoots and pickup shots. All you think about is like simple things, like stuff that they could do, like in second unit and stuff. You're not thinking that it's going to be anything major. You're not thinking right. that they're going to overhaul the story. And when you think of all the money that was put into what Joss Whedon did for this movie, right? You know, which ultimately turn should be has has affectionately become Justice League. We, yep. I mean, when you think about all that's that's come out of Justice League. It's it's a completely different movie. I mean, I, I don't, I just don't understand what the. I mean, I had actually read somewhere that a lot of shots that were in there that were Zack Snyder's shots were still reshot by Joss. Yep. He like uh, took yep. Snyder's stuff and like just reshot the same exact scene, and nobody could understand why because they already had the scenes that he, you know, the the scenes were there. Zack shot it. those scenes. One of the most telling is when Aquaman comes out, he saves the guy from the boat. Right. He gets in the bar, and there was a shot of him taking a swig, uh, and and that's the, it's the same shot, but, it, it, you know, the Joss Whedon and Zack Snyder, the camera angle is a little bit different, but it's the same thing. I'm like, why would you waste money on that? Just keep the one that Zack shot. Why would you go and reshoot that? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> And I, and that's what I don't understand. I'm like, 
was Joss Whedon going for tr- just trying to reshoot as much as he could so that he could maybe get a director's credit or what? Because it seems like he shot enough of this movie to get a director's credit. I mean, let's not even, I mean, we, I mean, may, well, maybe we'll get into the Russian family a little bit later, but, right. one, but one of the things I, I, I notice and one of the things I, I really appreciate is the way that Zack Snyder himself has been interacting with the fans on Vero social media. That platform is incredible. If you have something you want to say to Zack Snyder, you actually can. And if you're lucky, he might even respond to you. It's yeah. pretty, it's pretty amazing. And you know, you've had, and you, you're one of those people that have, that's had the privilege of having Zack Snyder like some oh, of your I'm, stuff. And, and I'm still in shock. And I have to say, I, and so I want to, you know, so again, if Zack Snyder, if you're listening, you are welcome to call into this show if you'd like <laughs> to. Um, and, uh, and, and Fiona, who I, who I, on Twitter, I've dubbed Fiona the Wonder mm. Woman of, the release the Snyder Cut movement. Oh yeah, <laughs> because she's basically spearheaded this entire thing. I mean, her her whole I mean her organization as far as all the things that she set up and the forcesnydercut.com website and yeah, it's all just really really incredible stuff. I mean, it takes really it takes a lot to do all of that, and she just I mean she built it's a beautiful website too. By the way, I. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you couldn't ask for a better site to launch a movement than ForSnyderCut.com. It's, it's right. incredible. It's, it's filled with a wealth of information, things you forget. Um, and you go back and use it as a resource in, in uh, getting articles and things like that. Uh, and it's a good community. You know, there's a really good community yes. out there. Um, and it's also transferred to, you know, Twitter as well, you know. Um, and Vero, I think, is a, it's a really interesting platform how we're able to get a, a platform that it's more positive, more people who are actually fans of Zack Snyder so he doesn't get the hate and things like that. Um, and I think that that's a good thing, you know. And I think other people will probably float to that once they get tired of this Twitter, which can be quite a negative platform. Uh, once in a while. <laughs> well, yeah, that, well, yeah, Twitter, and then, and then we won't even talk about Facebook, because fa- yeah. Facebook is, is completely uh, yeah. off the reservation. So I, yeah. so I'm just like, I'm just like between the two, what I like about faith, what I like about Twitter is that I can be, I could be anywhere and I could be on a computer and I can, you know, do a quick tweet or something. Whereas, you know, with Vero, I gotta be using my phone. Right. Exclusively in order to do it. And it's, it's harder to do, you know, harder to do stuff, harder to put stuff up, I think, personally yeah, on Vero it than it is, right. than it is on like Twitter. And you're, so you're kind of like, so you kind of want to do it. But then at the same time, it's kind of worth it because if you're, because if you're doing it and you really want to reach a certain audience or you really want to reach certain people, Right. Incre- Vero is incredible. I can't believe all the followers I have on there. And I don't even know any of those people. Yeah, I'm just kind of like I'm just. I think I believe. I think one of the first people that I friended on Vero, if not the first person, was you, Chris, because I was looking around to see, you know, anybody that that I actually knew. You know, of course, you know, you're gonna follow Zack Snyder and you're gonna follow people and Fiona and people that are that you're that you're 
somewhat communicating with through other platforms. But I mean, Vero, yeah, Vero is totally, totally different. And I agree with you 100% about it being more positive and presenting a a much, a much better platform for people to be, just be happy about what they love. And that's, that's really what it all should be about, honestly. But social right. social media has really blown. Even on a lot of your videos too, recently. In oh yeah, Snyder, Snyder Car. I've gotten into a few little comments with people lately on your on your page. I've seen, you know? yeah. <laughs> and I, I really and I think it's hilarious because I don't I don't feel the need to be you know to be derogatory or to curse at someone. You know, I try to be like even when I do like this show, the Zod Rider show. I tend to be mm-hmm. you know very very family friendly i want to be open to everyone so that mm-hmm. you can feel comfortable listening to my show you can listen to my show with your children and mm-hmm. not and not feel like you're you know you're going to get something really really crazy or, or or nutty and or you know totally divisive and mean and right. people shouting insults back and forth at each other and to me that's that's not a healthy way to debate any way you look at it, but that seems, seems to be yeah. what happens. <laughs> it's well, it is strange. I mean, people who come on, uh, and I know a few name by name, auxiliary drain or <laughs> um, this guy named <laughs> Phil Dawson. I always, when I see his his old oh, derangement syndrome Drano, message, eight six eight. Yeah, something. <laughs> yeah, I just well, hi Phil. You know, I'm cordial back, and I'm like, well, thanks for listening. Because uh, even though it's a dislike, that's actually engagement. So they're actually helping my videos and not actually right, right, thinking right, they're not. The but um, and they say things <laughs> like, "Well, you're obsessive." Like, "Well, you guys are pretty obsessive coming back on to <laughs> uh, right, the comment right. on." Which is it very takes, interesting. It takes a certain type of person to spend a lot of their free time going into places where they know they hate the content, they know they hate what's being talked about, but yet they still find it necessary to migrate over there. And that's something I'll never understand. Like I love on one of your videos, and I don't remember exactly which one it is, but since I have you here, I'm going to mention it to you. You, um, Somebody had said something to you about they offered you $200 on your patron oh, yeah. and they said if you if you so left your it. mother's basement if you left your mother's basement <laughs> and you got out and did something and here yeah. it is you're a, you're a married you're a married man and you said your mother would have to get out of your basement it was yeah. hilarious yeah that's my house uh, I invited her to live with me now. <laughs> uh, but no, I have not gotten that 200 bucks, so I don't know where I that went. <laughs> I was dying. I thought that was great the way you handled it, though. You just, I mean, you didn't get, you didn't get crazy about it. You just responded to it calmly and rationally, and it was just the best way to deal with it. I was, I was, I was happy with that. I thought, wow, that is awesome. That is the best way to handle people like that because, <laughs> they don't know the facts, and they're just assuming that that's what you're doing. I'm yeah, like, wow. I, I've get a lot. I, I tell my wife all the time. There, there are people who are saying, oh, "I gotta get laid," and I gotta like. She's like, "Laid? I wouldn't like that." I'm like, "Yeah, I know." <laughs> yeah, she's like, "You have enough kids already." No, <laughs> like, yeah, I know. <laughs> So, but, so, so because, you know, because you're automatically, because you're supporting, you're supporting Zack Snyder and you like the DCEU, you need to get laid. They could equate, they equate that with, oh, that's why they like all that stuff. But it has nothing to do with that. I mean, I, I say this to people all the time, you know, 
Film is subjective, and just because you may not like something doesn't it doesn't mean that you should hate the person that made it. Like, I've never been able to understand all the personal, like, vehement hate that Zack Snyder gets as a person. Not just, not just as a film director, but, like, as a person. Like, they say the meanest, most just horrible things about this man just because they don't like his interpretation of Batman. I mean, who cares? Right. I mean, it's it's so crazy to me like like you know i you know the you know there's no there's nothing worse than the than the tragedy that that he that he endured and right. you know with it with his, with the loss of his daughter, his daughter nothing yeah. worse than anything like that i mean my yeah. i mean i lost my i lost my younger brother at a at a young age and my and my parents i know that my parents probably are will never will never be the same that is mm-hmm. the most horrible thing that a parent would ever have to go through and oh, you, yeah. you can see that and for for people to attack him because of his movies and equate Something. I mean, I just I cannot understand that. T- no, they types say of stuff attacks. like he hates his mom and he's a sexist. Oh. Like, oh, what man. are these? Yeah, yeah he's, a se- he's a se- he's a sexist. <laughs> he's a sexist. But jo- but Joss Whedon is is you know is the per- is the perfect man to do to do the uh know. you know to do the DCEU films. We should have let we should have let Joss Whedon direct Wonder Woman too. I wonder how that would have turned out. A lot of face planting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, definitely. Yeah, let, yeah let, a lot of people. A lot of people would have been falling on Wonder Woman. You would have had a lot of, you know, Steve Trevor would have been falling all over Wonder Woman, and oh yeah, plenty of yeah, plenty of gratuitous shots and even skimpier Wonder Woman outfits. Of oh, course, def- it's definitely. just ridiculous. I mean, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> I can't believe the the type of stuff they say to these people. Um, you don't like their work. You don't like their work. You don't have to attack them and things like that. Right. It's just really ridiculous. And, and it, it just starts a whole bandwagon of hate and, you know, people just jumps on board because it's the cool thing to do, you know, (laughs) but, um, and, and to me, I, I sit there and I say, well, you know, these movies, these movies are cool as hell. Zack Snyder's made made some of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. I mean, I remember the first time I saw Man of Steel. And when it first right. came out in theaters, me and one of my closest friends went to see went to see Man of Steel, and we both loved it. We both thought it was a fantastic movie. And then after after that, I think you know Father's Day was coming up, and mm-hmm. I'd gone back and seen it again. And then I went and took my dad to see Man of Steel, mm-hmm. and he really liked it too. And I kept and I got this feeling like, my God, this is a movie. The first thing I thought about after I saw Man of Steel for the first time is, you know, I want to watch this movie with my dad. I think he'd really like Man of Steel. Yeah. And he, and it turned out that he really did like it. And I was, I was impressed. And like, from then on, like my dad and I have gone to see, and has have gone to see anything anything that Zack Snyder puts out, you know, you know, Right. It really <laughs> is like a Father's Day movie. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, definitely. If you really think about definitely. it, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> and I, I uh so I I was really excited to, you know, to see it with him and I I know that I knew that, that that's where I knew that this movie was something special. But that was the first thing that I thought about, you know. Not like, oh my God, this had great action. Oh my God, this is a great story. The first thing that popped into my head is, oh my God, I want to see this movie with my dad. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, like, like it brought the, it like brought the kid out of me again. And I'm like, oh my goodness. I mean, cause you know, I grew up in the eighties and I'm like, okay, so now, you know, and as, it's like bringing back those, those feelings of, for superhero movies for me again, you know, cause I mean, it excited you again. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It excited me in a way that I hadn't been since I, since I was a kid and that was like a long time. And I, and I've seen all the, you know, and I go and I see all the stuff, you know, I'm a big DC supporter i always have been i've always been a bigger dc fan than a marvel fan and it's nothing personal i mean i don't hate marvel or the marvel movies or anything like that but to me they all just have the same marvel movies to me all seem to have like the same formula over and over there's nothing really new and inventive about them i mean i think like i think the uh the last one infinity war was the most unique out of all of them oh yeah and, i actually i really like that movie oh i know i, I remember your like, review yeah. and i remember your review and your review got me excited too because i was like oh my god really you're talking about it like it like it could have been directed by Zack snyder <laughs> yeah yeah i mean <laughs> so I'm like, I, I, it was different from the arrest and uh thanos's character it was like an anti-hero in a way Right, um, well, hasn't Thanos always been sure. like the Marvel dark side? Yeah, he, I mean, he's more evil in the... I mean, I'm not really familiar with the Marvel too much, and that's probably why I'm more, you know, you can say biased uh, towards DC, because I grew up on DC. Uh, yeah, my friend, whoever, is a huge Spider-Man fan. He's all about... He knows everything about Marvel. He runs a comic shop, and he can tell me anything that happened and what should have happened and what shouldn't have happened. And even him is very interesting where he does go into the Marvel movies and says, well, that's not supposed to happen. So he's like hardcore comic book. And so he doesn't go completely on board with Marvel in any way. So it's, it's kind of interesting to see those, <laughs> those things happen. But, but infinity wars was war was, was almost a DC movie. If you wanted to think about it, <laughs> Well, it way. was more of a. It was more of a D. I feel like it was more of a DC movie than yeah. the theatrical cut of Justice League was. Right. Right. Because the theatrical cut of Justice League went out of its way to be Marvel-like, mm -hmm. but failed even on that on those terms. Because mm -hmm. the biggest problem that I feel like Mar I feel like they had with Justice League was not because. Are there all the changes and things that they made? But because the movie had so much potential to be mm -hmm. something great, it had potential to be something special. So mm -hmm. when you go from when you go from Zack Snyder to Joss Whedon, and you can clearly tell where th that this is not a Zack Snyder movie, and you see directed by Zack Snyder at the beginning of the opening credits, and you're just and you can tell this isn't a Zack movie, and you look at and you look at him, it's like it's like going into a going into a really high class restaurant getting ready to order steak and finding out that the only thing that they have for you to eat is hot dogs <laughs> i mean I, I just that's the way i felt that's the way i felt when i left justice league like i didn't yeah. want to i didn't want to believe that it was that that it, it was that extreme i didn't yeah. want to believe that there was that they really that WB really went that far and changed that much of it. Because 
as as true fans, we've been following this movie since it was announced, and all the stuff we were hearing, all the trailers we were seeing, all the stuff that was there was no way that this movie was the movie that was being built up for all that time. It was just, it was yeah. just, I mean, like a major, major letdown. And I think, I think it, I think it, it says a lot when you have people that can come up, come up to you and say. Well, I don't think that the Snyder Cut would be any better than what we got in theaters. I think what we got in theaters is probably, probably really, really good, and we should just be happy with that and move on. I, I, I think I believe the Snyder Cut is very much a different film altogether. Yeah, me too. Um, a real different film, and that is something to look forward to. Like I, like, like you said, when we went to Justice League, went through that, and I came out, and you know my friends who actually liked this type of movie they're like oh that was really good but there's some weird things here and there like um and they all were art majors too so they immediately saw that lip uh when the first scene of uh henry cavill's cgi'd out mustache (laughs) they immediately caught that and then it just sets up the whole film like there's something wrong here what am i watching now and and when you get out of the theater, it's like, well, it was okay. And you're you're leaving. You're like, but there's something wrong there. I don't feel the same way how I felt after watching Man of Steel. I don't feel the same way as I've watched Batman v Superman. And I don't have that urge to go back. And then that's when everything starts to come out. When you start to look back at the trailers, I I haven't seen 70% of this in that trailer, in in the film. Uh, the colors right. were all different. Right. The tones the were good, all different. All the good scenes, all the good scenes Why is Cyborg all lit up? You know, and it's like, and the colors like are, are um, oversaturated, and it's like, there's something wrong here. And I think... I mean, it's all history now, as we all know now, but I think it's good to know that there are tons of people who felt the same, you know, <laughs> and that's why we're here today. <laughs> exactly. That is the entire reason we're here today. I mean, I, I look at that movie and I say, I say, wow, you know, you're, you talk about, you talk about neutering a director. I mean, my goodness, I can't even understand how. And I can see why a lot of the, the actors, too, and and people involved with the actual filmmaking process, a lot of them are, you know, they're not really speaking out, speaking out, but some of them have have been kind of vocal. I, I believe yeah. there was recently, there was something that came out where Jason Momoa said something like he hopes somebody leaks the Snyder Cut. Right. I think yeah. I think there's I think we're getting oh I think we're getting to a point where you know and I don't know if Fiona wants to change the campaign from release the Snyder cut to leak the Snyder cut but you know maybe it'll get to that point eventually if something doesn't change. But I mean I guess that leads me to where you know to where I'm th- where my you know frame of mind is now in this day and age Uh where we live with social media and with the way movies leak online all the time and with the way things are, you know, in this instant gratification kind of society we live in. I have a hard time with articles and things that try to make it say, well, try to turn around and say, well, we might, we'll get the Snyder cut, but it'll probably be, 
at least 10 years from now or 25 years like think of how long it took to get the Richard Donner cut of Superman 2 right the big, the big flaw for me for thinking about it in terms of Superman 2 is there was no internet back then there was yep. no social media back then there was mm-hmm. no way to instantly get your feelings out towards mm-hmm. the studio because we know that these studios are paying attention to the internet. We know that mm-hmm. they're looking at all this stuff. It's not mm-hmm. like they are not like WB is not painfully aware of the fact that we want them to hashtag release the Snyder cut. They mm-hmm. are not they, they are not dumb. They know what's going on and they are mm-hmm. paying attention to it. If they choose not to release it, they know they're mm-hmm. leaving money on the table. This is not, you know, this is not 1981. We're lo- mm-hmm. you're looking at a movie. You're looking at a movie that is very much in the public eye, very much in the public consciousness. Absolutely. So why would why would they why would they wanna even if it comes out and it's and it's radically different from the Justice League that we got in theaters, which it most likely is. If it's a radically different movie. Who cares? The people uh, like us that want to see it want to see it because we want to see the completion of Zack Snyder's vision. We don't want right. to see it because we think that, oh, this is going to be uh, the cut that they follow from now on, from Aquaman mm-hmm. on. We're not saying mm-hmm. that. We're not saying that you, we're expecting it to be the continuity that they follow, but we're just saying mm-hmm. this because we want to see the kink, we want some closure to this continuity, which which mm-hmm. is to say, we want co- closure to the continuity of Man of Steel and BVS. Right, right. So I don't understand uh, what the problem would be with releasing it right now, because you're not going to confuse people. Because the people that want this movie are the people that are dissatisfied with the theatrical cut. Right, right. So I'm I'm not totally believing. That they're not going to release it. Um, half yeah, the part either. of me, part of me is uh, thinking, and I can't. I know a couple of things, but I can't share it. But I, I feel like, how should I say this? That they are already something's already going on, um, and that is why Warner Brothers has not said anything. Um, that's why there are NDAs. Um, and that's why there are things probably maybe put in place to be released later on. Um, yeah, it would make that's, sense. That's how I feel. I mean, that, it's and a, it's a business. It's a from a business perspective. If nothing right. else, you're not going to be a big company, regardless of what's going on behind the scenes and what we may know, what we don't know, what we can say or what we can't say. The reality is, is that if you just look at it, just from a business perspective. And mm-hmm. Warner Brothers was just bought, you know, the mm-hmm. big AT&T merger. It just took place mm-hmm. that, you know, that this is money. These are P this is stuff that they know that they can cash in on one mm-hmm. way or the other. They're going to, they can make money off of it. And if all that, all of Zack Snyder's stuff was shot, all of it is out there. And, you know, you, I mean, you're not going to lose anything by releasing it. You're going to make money and you're going to gain the goodwill of the people that, uh, we're supporting that iteration of the DCEU. Right. You know, so regardless of where they go. Right. So that's the thing. Uh, when the Snyder Cut gets released, it will be to the fans who wanted it. And it won't be a theatrical thing, although that'd be cool if it was like a one-time 
like how the Ultimate Edition was like a one-time yeah, the, theatrical I, I remember thing. the Ultimate Edition of BVS hit theaters, right. and I remember the night that it hit the theater, and I couldn't, I couldn't go see it that night at a theater because there was no theaters that were really near me that were showing it at the time, and I had to work late. I remember oh. <laughs> it specifically because I wanted to see it in theaters because right. I knew that the Ultimate Cut was the was the version that Zack Snyder had wanted us all to see from the beginning. Yeah. Which is which is which is For saying sure. a lot because when you compare the two, uh, you compare the theatrical cut to the uh ultimate cut, it's like night and day. It really is when you talk about how it's how it fleshed out certain elements and how it made, you know, it made things make sense. Did you notice that a lot of people who were critical of BVS, like scathingly critical when it first came out? Uh-huh. were changing their tune, like, you know, almost overnight when they saw the ultimate cut. A bit of them, yeah, quite a yeah, bit Yeah, there of were them. quite a few of them. I mean, and particularly the guy, the, you know, the guys over at, you know, the guys over at Collider, you know, they, they had, they had that, you know, and I, and I don't pay too much attention to the guys at Collider because I tell people all the time, for me, the people over at Collider tend to, tend to have flip-flop-itis. They'll have an opinion when the movie comes out, they'll have this opinion. Like I remember uh, one time specifically, I think it was John Campia. He talks about what a great Zack Snyder fan he is, but then yeah. he's one of the people that says he thinks that the, that the theatrical cut is better than anything Snyder could have given us of justice league. So right there, he loses credibility, but he was right. also the guy who, I think he gave initially gave Batman v Superman an eight out of ten initially, mm-hmm. and then after doing, and that was when he did his spoiler free review with the Collider dudes, mm-hmm. and then he comes back he later two. when they did their spo- yeah, and he actually lowered he actually lowered his score later on when he when he talked to the to the group when they did the spoiler filled uh, episode or whatever, and to right. me that kind of flip flopping back and forth. You know, it means that you know. I mean, if you don't, if you don't stand for something and you don't believe in what you believe in, how can you? If your opinion is always changing, how can you? How can you decide what you like? How can you? How do you have an opinion? Right, right. You know, if it's subject, I used to, to follow them too. I used to yeah. follow them, and then I stopped like about a year <laughs> ago, I think. And I was like, these guys are really something yeah. else, and. Uh, I mean, the reason one was too when the Superman deleted scenes came out, oh, and yeah. John Campia was like, "That doesn't add anything to the film." I'm like, oh, "Are yeah, you that freaking add kidding me?" That one that adds scene, a whole lot more. <laughs> that one scene, that one scene had more depth to it than the entire theatrical cut of Justice. Right. You feel, you know, you feel Superman's return at that moment as he's kind of walking through the ship. And he sees the old Kryptonian uh, armor, and he sees the black suit. It's kind of going from the past, walking <laughs> through Man of Steel up to the point, and he's ready to, you know, be Superman. I, you know, I actually, re- like, I actually eh. really wish that that scene, that that scene was longer, and he he walked past the uh, suit with the underwear on the outside. I really, oh yeah, I really wish that. I really <laughs> wish that was that. longer. 
Somebody did that Some, on Twitter. Someone did that on Twitter. I was like, you walked past the undies. That's hilarious. <laughs> I, mean, that, I mean, like, like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm not an underwear model. I'm cool. I'm going to just yeah. keep walking. <laughs> so it, so it, and so like, I, so like when it comes to, so when it comes to people that I, that I follow and I like to listen to now, like, like I definitely, I follow you. I follow Dave the film junkie. I like, so shout out to him. I like, uh, I like, um, I like what what's the, I I can never remember. I know he's I know his name is Lantern and then it's it's got a number in front of it and I can always oh, always Lantern, forget it. Lantern 2048 or something like that and and uh the, you know so we have Lantern 2814 that's his name. So if you're listening Lantern, shout out to you as well. You know and yeah. and there's you know so there's a small, you know, only a small core group of people that I actually will follow now for, for that specific reason we're all people that are um are Zack snyder fans and we're committed to the cause and we also very much have our opinions of stuff and our opinions don't keep fluctuating based on what the popular belief is right right which, exactly. which you know if you if you if your opinion is subject to what the what the populace believes then you're just a sheep and you don't you don't really have a taste in film at all and nobody should be listening to you that's just that's that's my opinion because when you because we've got you know you've got this you've got to stand for something i mean whether you whether you liked the theatrical cut of justice league or hated it i mean at least stand by it one way or the other mhm you know i mean yeah he has a lot of fans though i mean they're just his Interesting yeah. <laughs> as the rest, but yeah. <laughs> that that's how he wants to go by it. But that's cool. But I think in a way he has to be cordial because that is his job. And oh yeah, they're not they're he, not like us it, where we're doing it, it as a hobby. He's doing yeah. it as a job, and he's actually getting paid and getting invited to Hollywood premieres and doing things like this. So he kind of has to. They kind of have to straddle company lines and follow, you know. Right. That's why they. That's why they love every single Marvel movie. <laughs> I mean, it's sort of like uh, yeah. it's, it's it's sort of like like you don't have an opinion. I mean, I I could say I could say okay, yeah, I thought that Infinity War was a great movie. I really I really enjoyed it. I loved it. I thought it felt like it actually had some depth. But ask me about Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. That's a comedy show. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, like really? You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna tell me, you're gonna tell me, and I actually had somebody tell me that Thor Ragnarok is a better movie than Man of Steel. I lost it right there. I'm like, okay, <laughs> if that, if that's what you, if that's what you believe, then I do not want to have any more discussions with you about film. It's not even worth it. Not even worth having a discussion because <laughs> Thor Ragnarok. Is not. I mean, Thor Ragnarok is bottom tier. There, there's nothing. There was nothing of any depth there at all. So no, it's uh, it's just a inter. Oh. I don't know. It's just a a children's movie. <laughs> though they have killing it. It's like it's like it's like it's it. on the level of like Jungle Book. It's even, but Jungle Book was better. So you would put it. You'd you'd lower it all the way down, and you say it's like lowest common denominator entertainment, basically. Right. And then you have cool and unusual films from the great mm-hmm. Zack Snyder, and you say to yourself, you say to yourself, okay, here's a guy who went and took his phone 
and shot a film called mm-hmm. Snow, Steam, Iron. Now, I don't know if you've seen that film. I have. I actually that, did a review but, on but it. But it was, but it was quite, quite brilliant. It was good. Yeah, it was a, a visuals, uh, just like how Zack Snyder does. Every frame almost has is saying something. And so you even have those spots where you see them standing there, and it's just really quick flashes. And every moment of those flashes means something. It's part of the story. And I think that's Absolutely that's brilliant. Wonderful. Yes, you know that's brilliant. I, I think it. I think it's brilliant. And I, and I even like it a lot. You know, and I, I get a lot of flack for this too. I talk a lot about Legends of the Guardians, mm-hmm. the, the Owls of Gahul, his first Zack Snyder's first animated film. Right. It's incredible. It's a great, great movie, and it has wonderful visuals in it, and it's great for children too. Yes. I mean. Yeah. I mean, Mike is like Zach, Mike is like <laughs> Zack Snyder is, is is a is a multifaceted director on every level. I mean, he's such a wonderful, wonderful filmmaker, and I mean, he's an even better person in real life. You see all these things he does. You hear about all the all these charitable things he's been doing and things that yeah. he's. I, I mean, it's inc- he's an incredible guy, and and, yeah. we're, and he gets all this hate. And it's just so. It's just so. It's just. It's an injustice. It's just 100%. weird. Like, yeah, I mean, like all these actors and actresses, they come out and they praise him. Directors praise him. Um, and you know, these critics are so, I don't know, all they can think of when they see Zack Snyder, oh, he's like the, uh, the slow down speed up guy, you know, on, you know, with terms of visuals, how it slows down and speeds up, rank, you know, ramps up, uh, like in 300 and all these other films. You know, he's more than that. I think he's he's just uh, he's a good visual person, uh, visual director, uh, and and like I attended art school and I did a little bit of film, and uh, my professor would say, the the best person, uh, the one who wins, we had like a little contest, is that you can tell a story without too much conversation, without too much dialogue. And just using visuals at the shortest amount of time. And so Zach would have won every single of those things because he can tell uh, a story using visuals, you know. Uh, and Zach, you know, Snyder, Zach Snyder could tell a story with just using a pencil in the frame. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's, I mean, it doesn't. It, it doesn't. Draw that guy. I can't believe. Yeah, I mean, most, it's, a lot it's, of incre- it's incredible. Yeah. But you know what? What we're going to do right now is we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, Chris Wong and I are going to have more Zack Snyder discussion. And if anybody out there listening would like to call into the show, the number here is seven eight six two four five eight one two seven. Again, that's area code seven eight six. Two four five eight one two seven. You are listening to the Zod Rider Show on PSN-Radio.com. Here is Georgina Revel with Dance for Love. You can listen to this, and we will be back momentarily. Happy day. 
And we are back on tonight's episode of the Zod Rider Show. Again, I am Zod Rider, and with me tonight I have Chris Wong of the Ping Pong Flick Show. Um, since we, uh, you know, since we've been, you know, we've been talking all about Zack Snyder, and that's, you know, what we're going to continue to do for the rest of the show. I wanted to take some time out and ask you a little bit about the uh, Ping Pong Flick Show. If you could tell a little bit about, you know. How long? How many years you've been doing that show, and and what what got you what got you started? Uh, I got started like I said before. I, I used to be a fan of Collider and John Campia, and I used to listen to them and things like that. Uh, I started uh, after Batman v Superman in March of 2016. Uh, that's when I started my first video was about Batman v Superman because I was alone in a way in my own uh, community where maybe like one or two people and including my own wife who actually really enjoyed Batman v Superman but there were a lot and a lot of haters and I took it upon myself says you know what I gotta I gotta say my say I gotta do something so I, I Posted my first video. If I don't know if you get it, you find it. It's probably buried somewhere <laughs> on YouTube on my channel, um, and it's in my office. And I, I, at end of the day, I just busted out the computer and I just went off for like I don't know how long it was like forty minutes, and about telling about all my feelings about Batman v Superman, and uh, and that was before the ultimate. That like literally that was after the movie came out maybe a couple weeks and I've watched it a few times after that and then it just I just kept going I, I used to do trailer reactions here and there and uh, found myself like most of my reaction I'm just staring at the screen so I was like well, okay well that, that doesn't make <laughs> do anything and um, but I felt I enjoyed just talking about movies and um, I, I don't just like DCU too I also do Godzilla I'm a huge Power Rangers fan when Power Rangers was coming out. Of course, that's been canceled. Um, but I'm a huge DC, and I started with DC. And I never realized, you know, in a way, after Man of Steel, there wasn't, I didn't really hear much negative noise about it. I wasn't too much on social media and stuff like that. But after Batman v Superman, you just start to really appreciate the movie Zack Snyder has done. And I remember uh, I watched, you know, Dawn of the Dead, and I was like, wow, that's a great movie. Didn't know who Zack Snyder was at the time. Uh, watched uh, Watchmen at that time. I was like, Zack Snyder. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's pretty good. 300. Wow, that was a really good movie. And you know how you kind of dissociate the movie with the director for some time, and then... Uh, once you start, once this whole thing happened, I start to associate him as like, wait, 300, Watchmen, Dawn of the Dead. I l love all these movies. I even like that Sucker right. Punch movie. Right. Exactly. And it's like, and I didn't know that those were kind of hated too. And I'm like, <laughs> what is going on? Am I living in some weird bunker? Am I under some kind of bunker here or something where I'm like, am I the only one out here who likes these movies? You know, with, you know, a few of my friends too. But, and so I just had to reach out and uh, I just made it a daily thing. Uh, 
And it's not like because I want to put it out, I just have a lot to say. And there's a lot of things coming out that I want to talk about. And and that's the basic of me. I'm just being a fan, uh, a fan of his work. And I, I have to say what I have to say. So, <laughs> so yeah, and I mean, and you go and you go so later, in depth, and <laughs> here you are. I mean, it's it's and it's a beautiful thing, though the way the way you get you get motivated, and and that's like you get that little spark of something that you're really really passionate about, and then like you know, if you love DC Comics already, and then you find that you love a director like Zack Snyder, then you realize what's been going on, and then. Then it's just like it all comes together so perfectly, and it it just I yeah. I mean Zack Snyder, like the way he's been treated, um, and how his movies were kind of pulled apart and things like that. It I get a little personal about that because uh, when I was in art class, I know the professors would say, "Why don't you change this and that?" And I'm like, "That's not what I wanted to present." Because it was during that time they wanted to put it in uh, a certain art show and stuff like that. Uh, I made a little animation, and it was like, you should make it like this. And I'm like, well, that's not what I put out. And I fought with my own professor, you know, uh, in terms of what type of music to put in. And I'm like, isn't this art class? And art, aren't, aren't I supposed to be able to uh, show my own emotions, my own feelings, my own uh, type of content? Because this is my work. Because why are you telling me what to do? And so I kind of taking this Zack Snyder thing very personally in a way because it does bring me back to those times. <laughs> of, right. And, right. And if you're being your told, work, right, you're being you. told you can't express yourself in a certain way. Yeah. And that that in that in and of itself is something that I think you know a lot of us can relate to being in situations like that. And I think that that's, I think that that's one of the things that makes it, makes it so, so deeply, so deeply annoying and aggravating and gets you kind of angry when you think really long and hard about it, because you can imagine the idea of all of the work and energy and time and just everything that he put into this movie. And then he had what he had to deal with, to top it all off and then right and then and then he and then on top of it there there's there's lie after lie being being put in there to make it you know to put forth a narrative just so that just so that they could sell the movie and it just was just like mm-hmm. I, I don't know it 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 gets it, it's beyond it's beyond frustrating that's for sure it is frustrating. yeah it's terribly frustrating uh feel frustrated for him yeah. Uh, like I said, he's he's just a fellow person who wants to express his movie, um, and the directors and the producer, not directors, but the producers, they hired him knowing what type of director he is, knowing the vision that he had, then stick with it and just stick it to the end. <laughs> I mean, to change the movie that he had is like a real disservice, and also very expensive, and they it, it really. Literally bit them on the butt. Literally bit. Yeah. yeah, they can't blame they can't blame Zack Snyder for the fact that you know they lost so much money on Justice League because if you think about it, 
all those reshoots and stuff were completely unnecessary. They could have just went with the movie that they had. And if they yep. actually just had somebody come in and actually, you know, finish the movie, if that, if that really, that would be an interesting thing that I would love to ask Zack Snyder. I'd love to say, you know, did they, did you really, when you, when you left, was there really that much left of the movie that needed to be done? I mean, I know that there were some planned reshoots, but were those reshoots, reshoots I think it, that you, that, that anybody could have did, like really just right. like you and I were talking about, like pickup shots, or were they substantial reshoots to the plot that, you know, you would have, that he would have had to have done or right. whoever they brought in, you know, and that's, that's what I think the biggest clue, I think that we should have all clued in on initially when this whole Justice League debacle got started. Mm-hmm. Our biggest clue should have been when they brought in Joss Whedon to, right. to, 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 to finish the movie for Zach, I believe was the exact uh, narrative they were using, and if they and if that was the case, and if that was the truth, yeah, then we should have known. Well, why would they bring in the Avengers guy if it was right. just to finish? To finish like this a, movie, couldn't they? Couldn't they have had Patty right. Jenkins finish it? Couldn't they have even had? Uh, you know, isn't like Christopher Nolan like the guy that brought Zack Snyder in to launch the DCEU anyway couldn't maybe Christopher Nolan could have finished it I mean I'm, right. I'm just looking at it in terms of like when you look at WB and we were talking about this earlier as a mm-hmm. studio they've got they had a lot of great directors mm-hmm. that probably would have gladly stepped in to do that for him and yeah I, I don't so I don't think you know so that's what you know where you where you what you were saying about it being deliberate and what you know articles and what came out later that it was more deliberate that the studio wanted to change the tone the studio wanted to go in a different direction and they took that opportunity to do so yeah and the, and the result was a superman with a <laughs> uh, like uh, a weird uh, lip a, a ruined lip and and, right. and and see and that's another thing i don't understand what studio in their right mind is going to start the movie with the most noticeable, horrendous-looking mm-hmm. CGI? You yep. could, how could you launch a movie like that, a movie as big as Justice League, and you're going to start it with that with that scene? It's all because he didn't. Uh, he's not smiling in every scene. That's what I think. <laughs> I think they tried, he's like, there was some, I bet there was some kind of mandates, like, Superman's got a smile in every scene. Um, of course he didn't really smile in the Battle of the Memorial, but he, even when he shoots his laser eye beams of Steppenwolf, have him smile there like a maniac. <laughs> well, I, I'm kind of believing, yeah. I'm kind of believing the, I'm kind of believing some of the, some of the chatter that most of that fight between Superman and the League after he was resurrected is Zack Snyder's stuff. Oh, that is all Zack Snyder, yeah. That is all most of it. Almost almost all of it, if not all of it. We know that there's some of it. We like we know the we know the whole part where he's lifting up Batman and he says, Do you bleed? We know that that's that's different. That was just we know that the we know that and then we know when Batman falls down and says that something's bleeding, we know that's all Joss Whedon. A lot of the stuff we could tell that Zack Snyder never never would have done, which is which mm. is now that we're getting into the second hour of the show, I, I definitely want to talk about Zack Snyder's um, 
virile social media posts in which mm-hmm. he was asked a question about the Russian family, and he comes yes. right out and <laughs> says, what Russian? what Russian family? Now, that, now yes. that to me was the most telling thing I think we've ever, I, I think we have ever seen from Zack Snyder. I mean, this yeah. is a guy who literally, who, who really genuinely had no idea what you were talking about. Right, right. Which goes to show that something like that would never have been even conceived by by Zack Snyder at all. Yeah. Makes you wonder how how great that how great this movie would have been just with with that with that scene removed completely. Removed with the scenes with the Russian right. family removed, which is why we you know which is why we have to be thankful for some of the some of the existing um, fan edits of Justice League, which have done which have which have worked wonders. For making the theatrical cut of Justice League somewhat watchable, <laughs> I mean, there was I mean, one that I think there was one that took out the whole Russian yeah, family. Yeah, the the fan the fan. I cut forgot what it by was. A, by a guy was it the named, fan cut? By, it was the fan cut by a man who calls himself Krypton Codex. And if you're listening, shout out to you. Krypton Codex actually went as far as to take out the Russian family completely. He removed everything that he could. That mm-hmm. was that he knew was Joss Whedon. He went as far right. as to re- remove every instance of the Danny Elfman musical score and replace right. it with all junky XL music. Uh, Hans Zimmer and Rupert, um, what is it? Rupert? Rupert from uh, Wonder Woman, the composer yeah. for Wonder Woman. Rupert Gregson Williams. Rupert, yeah, yeah, Rupert Gregson Williams, and he and he actually went ahead and made a, made a cut that was. And with with as much of the footage, with as much of the Snyder trailer footages and different things that were that he could find, and he put it all back in the movie. And ultimately, his cut of Justice League ended up being actually being kind of shorter than the than the theatrical cut. Was, yeah, was that that was the one that the history scene was first, right? Yeah, that, the the Steppenwolf. Yeah, the Steppenwolf yeah, history scene was. That's the, the one I really I like the most of, the of all. Yeah, the yeah. It felt more like it was something. It's like it's like if Zack Snyder had been told, "You have to it's adhere to this two hour two hour mandate. You're going to shorten right. the movie, but we still we still want your your vision. We still want your art on film." Right, um, expertise here, which is right. which. That's exactly what Zack Snyder is, ladies and gentlemen. Right. Make no mistake. Everything that Zack Snyder puts on film is art. Every frame. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything you see on screen that he puts out, you could use yeah. anything like that as like a beautiful piece of art. Any scene right. in any movie that he's done, with the exception of Justice League, because Justice League, right, right now, the current cut that we have does not reflect him as a director at all when he says mm-hmm. what russian family that should tell yeah. everybody right there that the movie we got was not his movie at all if we had any questions whatsoever about whether or not he uh, how much of involvement he had in the theatrical cut ask him about the russian family i remember seeing that uh when they had the russian family and i'm like wait isn't this like chernobyl wouldn't that be like abandoned why are there people living by Radioactive, you know, wasteland, and and uh, and also the part where the parademons were just outside the house and they were like blocking themselves in. I'm like, it doesn't make sense because in the history scene they changed all the humans to parademons. So 
automatically there, I'm like, there's something wrong. This Russian family feels like they were just plopped in there. And, and then now we know now that that is the truth. <laughs> they, I, they I really wonder where they got them from. There. Like, like, I wonder what made that, what made them think that was a good idea. Yeah, Joss Whedon, if you're listening, could you please call into this show so that we can uh, ask you about that? Didn't he? We know that. We know I that was your scene. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't there an interview? i got to remember if there was a post where he did kind of explain that he wanted to show that people would care for these people in, in, in contrast I, to these, something yeah, like that. I think no, so. that didn't work I out. Vaguely re- I vaguely remember that, out. but it doesn't, it doesn't come off that way to me. Uh, I found, uh, I found them to be kind of a distraction that took away from, Instead of yeah. instead of giving us them, it could have given us more of Superman's return. Yeah, we could have yeah. got more of that because we know that more of that exists. We know right. all of the scenes that that Zack Snyder shot with Henry Cavill were probably mm-hmm. straight up epic and straight from mm-hmm. the comic books. Because there's a scene, there's a pic, a, a still frame going around. I'm sure you've seen it where Superman is kind of like perched on a rock. And he's, yeah, he's ready to I mean, punch or he's got ready beat to go. down. Or, like, you know. like, and, and I went out and I looked and I researched it and seen and actually found that comic book scene where they actually show it. There's actually that in a comic book in an issue of in, in, in a Superman comic. Oh, like, no way. Which like, one? like I, I, I don't know exactly the, the, uh, oh. the book, but I know that the yeah. panel, I know that the panel exists where he's perched on a rock like that and he, and, they show him like, like, and I, and I'm like, Zack Snyder. I mean that. I mean, we have no idea how epic Superman's return was really meant to be in Justice League. Well, I mean, like Jay, all of us said, he, he had drawn boards of them kicking ass, and I'm like, in my mind, like kicking ass. That means it wasn't just four punches. You know, I literally no, counted four no. punches. <laughs> But we one gotta remember, right. we gotta remember three. all the stuff that was cut from this movie for time too. That's another thing we gotta yeah. remember. This movie was two hours, even with credits, right. and that includes the yeah. end scene on the boat with with Lex Luthor. Right. Well, they and, allocated wrong. <laughs> they yeah, allocated yeah, wrong. Where, where actually so. that even that scene, what most of that was shot by Zack Snyder, except the added. Uh, line at the end about the Legion, the League of Our Own, which was essentially meant to set up Legion of Doom, apparently. But yeah. my thing is that scene, I, Zack Snyder, that was supposed to be in the movie, right? That, cause Zack Snyder doesn't do, uh, after credits. He doesn't yeah. do that stuff. Doesn't Those are that. Marvel things. He doesn't do that, and Christopher Nolan doesn't do that. I wanna, I'm not a betting man, but I feel like he had more things for like um, Lois Lane to do, and it's possibly she tried to investigate it. because Lex Luthor was the one that knew about Steppenwolf, and so I gotta believe Batman's gonna go back there, or Bruce Wayne, or whoever is gonna go and ask him, "What do you mean by the ding, ping, ping, ping?" You know, <laughs> what do you mean by that? There was you gonna, know, there was gonna be more there, and we know. Yeah. From the trailers, that Batman was gonna be was gonna be totally distraught and destroyed over 
over Superman's death in this movie. We know that he was going to be a tortured soul. We know that he was going to yeah. really be struggling with with his role now that Superman is gone, but he was going to also be filled with hope, but still still struggling and kind of have a death wish. Mm-hmm. But we where we saw where we did get to see a few uh, small elements of that, but most of that got cut out thanks to the <laughs> thanks to what we got in theaters. I I just I don't know. I'm I I want to believe that the that the Snyder cut that we're going to eventually see one of these days is a is a sem, is a seven samurai esque epic. Yeah. That is, go, that is going uh, to be that is literally going to just going to just blow all of our minds and we are just going to be and we're just going to be like wherever DC the DC universe goes from here on out doesn't really matter because Zack Snyder knocked it all out of the park. Right, right. I gotta believe what the execs saw and all those people saw was a pretty epic film. I mean, it was probably three hours plus. Um, and I gotta believe towards the end of the film, it probably did feel like dread, but that would have worked better than what we had now because you need to feel that dread so that there are heroes to fight that. I mean, you don't go to Magnificent, like even like Magnificent Seven, Seven Samurai. There are funny moments in those, but it's you don't feel like the need for these heroes to protect that town um, if you had too much comedy in it, if you felt like they were too strong or things like that. You need to feel that uh, darkness. And Steppenwolf in the theatrical cut just didn't feel that strong. It didn't feel like you're any kind of danger. The world didn't feel like it was any kind of danger. Um, and I and the the, the heroes are really over are confident and things like that. Uh, I mean, there was a little moment where it says, um, you know, uh, you know, the Batman was trying to, um, you know, take those parademons away. And that was probably the, in Snyder's cut, probably more suicidal feeling than what we got. Um, but he just, he just didn't have that urgency feel to it. And I think Snyder's, uh, what Snyder had done, he even said that he was trying to do an homage to like a Seven Samurai type of deal. And when you watch Seven Samurai, you feel that sense of danger, like these heroes could die, right? These yes. heroes could die and, uh, they have a duty to them that they're going to sacrifice themselves for the cause. Um, and I wish we got that. <laughs> I really wish we got that. It, right. And just and looking it, at how, if we have watched Seven Samurai, how Zack Snyder watched Seven Samurai, and had that feeling, it was like, and you kind of equate that to uh, what Justice League could have done, you're, you're, ask, you're really wanting more at that point. You're like, there's got to be more. There's got to be more to that. There, there was that battle uh, in the theatrical cut was cut up. They composited the characters onto different parts of the scenes. Uh, the colors, the jokes, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, and they made, they made, you know who Steppenwolf reminded me of in this movie? In the theatrical cut, he almost came off like... A real jokey Freddy Krueger. Like oh, the way yeah. he was the way he was the way yeah. he was constantly 
like everything that he said, it was almost like there was always a punchline to everything Steppenwolf said. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't like it was meant to be funny, but the way he, you know, and I'm just like a lot of that too. I'm like, I don't, I don't. That's not the, that's not the, the vibe I got from the Steppenwolf that we saw at the end of BVS. That's not the way I envisioned this character acting, coming off like a straight-up clown. And I think even the actor uh, who played Steppenwolf, when his, Hines is his name? When his Kieran Hines. Kieran Hines, I can't remember his first name. (laughs) Yes, Kieran Hines from uh, Game of Thrones. And uh, he'd actually said that this wasn't the movie that we worked so hard on. Like, they... Like you're saying, it's just been, it just was, it was supposed to be Seven Samurai and they turned it into uh, Beverly Hills Ninja. Yeah. (laughs) I, I, I just, I mean, that's, that's really, that's really how I feel about it. I mean, when you, when you look at, when you even look at how they, how they took away like the seriousness of when Uh Bruce Wayne goes to see, first goes to see Aquaman. At the beginning yeah. of the film, they removed every instance where you got the feeling that there was some depth to Arthur Curry. They right. got rid of all that. They made him just as they tried to make him just as cheap and funny as everybody else. And I mean, they they tried to make Batman funny, and that uh-huh. that to me was totally with Batman. Batman isn't a character you're supposed to make funny. You can have the yeah. ar- environment around Batman funny. You can have characters around Batman be funny, but Batman has to stay straight. Yeah. And I just didn't Serious. understand. Yeah. I didn't understand how Batman was suddenly this, like, almost... <laughs> This Joker, yeah, like this, this yeah, teddy bear-like Joker. You know, you know, I'm not the one who brought a pitchfork. Like, you know, dude, yeah. no, that's that's not cool. Yeah. You, you know, you don't break Batman and then try to tell us that this is that this is Zack Snyder's vision. Zack Snyder right. never would have done this. The Zack, the Batman in BVS would oh. never, wouldn't even be able to have no. a conversation with the Batman in Justice League. No, they, they, they made a live-action Lego Batman. That's what they did. That was Lego well, they, Batman. They might, as well have got, <laughs> they might as well have got, what's his name, Will Arnett to come in and, Will and Arnett play Batman. Yeah. They got yeah. him to come in and play that was Batman, Lego Batman at that point. Might as well have. Yeah. Because, because they, they went as far as to completely... As to complete, they basically neutered Batman in Justice League. Oh, yeah. They it was cringe. Him. I mean, real cringe. Especially cringe when... Really. Uh, when uh, Superman was like, uh, I-, "I didn't know you liked me," and he's like, "I, I didn't know." I'm like, "What? Why I mean, what would is you?" This a, okay, is this that a, is a so weird. Is this supposed to be a romantic comedy? Yeah, we're like to, it's we're, supposed, weird. we're supposed to accept this kind of this bromance between Batman and Superman, right? And it's supposed to be, and you know, the, with the awkward dialogue, just like Batman's response to Superman in that movie. Was just like, was just like you know you're a you're a kid and you're in fourth grade and you see the you see the pretty girl sitting across from you in school, and you want to talk to her you want to say hi and you don't know yeah. how because you're nervous so you just pull her hair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just it just to me it's like I, I didn't I didn't understand it, man. I was trying really hard to 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 get 
you know, to understand what Joss Whedon was going for with those lines. And you could tell uh, that was Joss Whedon, and you could tell the after the battle when um, Ben Affleck, Bruce, and Clark was at the farm, and he had that, that had that presence. That was Zack Snyder. Bruce had that presence from Batman v Superman, like he is the mentor to Superman. You actually felt right. his presence was right. bigger when he than asked, Superman. When Clark asked when it was him about first, the bank. Yeah, <laughs> and, he, and he patted him on the back like, don't worry, kid. You know, he, Because he treated him, even Superman was stronger than him, he treats him like, oh, he's a younger hero. You know, Almost he like a son or a younger brother. Like a right. son or a younger brother. Like he really – and I, I, love, I love that you picked up on that one because that's how I felt too. I was like, okay, so here you could totally tell because that Batman from BVS is back. And he's – and he's yeah. – you know, and when he asked him about the bank, and he's like, mm-hmm. well, you know, I, I, I do that. Like he's, he's totally – I mean you could totally tell that's the Batman. And that's yeah. and Batman trying to be – trying to be friendly, trying to be yeah. – but he's not, you know. But he's not the jokey Batman that you got earlier. That that would never, that would never fly. It never would have happened. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, we get all these great, and beautiful things about hope and optimism and all kinds of great things in the Snyder movies. We get all kinds of these great lines about how Clark is going to have to decide what kind of man he wants to be, whether to stand proud with the human race. And then we get we get Justice League, and we get a man I knew said, "Hope is like your car keys." I know car keys, uh, God is like, car never keys. Okay, <laughs> good job. Yeah, that, that's perfect. Easy to lose. Yeah, and if you look around, they're kind of they're probably close by. <laughs> it's uh, like you know that's that's just terrible. Like I I yeah. really that that to me, and it's like okay. That wasn't a. That was definitely not something that Zack Snyder came up with. Um, like your father didn't say that, you idiot. Yeah, at no point in the movies did we ever see Jonathan Kent say anything about hope being yeah. like your car keys. If anything, no. he if anything he always had something profound to say when it came down to talking about hope, or he would always have some example to provide and, and try to try to instill something with some sense yeah. and some resonance into his son. You'd never hear him yeah. say anything about hope being like your car keys. That line uh, in and of itself, I don't even know how they allowed that line to be in the movie. Oh, uh, it's got to Josh <laughs> or Jeff, I don't know. What the hell. <laughs> but see, but see and, and this is the thing that gets me about that too. Jeff Johns, okay, this is Jeff Johns. This is the guy that wrote... Flashpoint. This is the guy that wrote Infinite Crisis. This is the guy that that wrote some of the best DC comics. Right. You know, of recent memory. He's a great writer. He comes up with all this good stuff, and then he's he's in there, you know, tinkering and helping Joss Whedon write a Justice League movie where hope is like your car keys. I I just can't understand like what. What happened? I, I I just wish I knew what the what the mentality was there. Like, I mean, and it tells and it shows you what they think of Marvel movies too, because they bring right. in Joss Whedon, and Joss Whedon thinks, "Oh, I can give you a Marvel movie." Yeah, they brought the guy that could possibly give them uh, a million dollar movie. 
That's why they hired him. And they know that he left Marvels as well. There's that guy, Joss Whedon. We can, we can totally change up Justice League now. By the way, you got six months to do it. (laughs) Well, now how much of it was, now how much of it was, how much of what we got was a result of that though, too? I mean, because we, we got to remember, okay, Joss Whedon is not one tenth the director that Zack Snyder is. But yeah. you have to believe that if if Joss Whedon had more than six months to work on Justice League, he might have been able to come up with something a little bit better than Hope is Like Your Car Keys. Yeah. I mean, Every, I mean I, I'm, just, I'm just taking a somehow, guess. I'm just assuming that he might have been able to do that, especially then they would have been able to somehow get rid of that really bad CGI. And, you know, the, when the guy yeah. when the guy on the Internet showed that they could get rid of that bad CGI and fix the mustache with a with a simple app and he completely right. out, outdid the, outdid outdid the that. studio, that's completely yeah. unforgivable. When you look at all the money that they had to have spent on that CGI uh, mustache removal. It's added to the budget and less money they made in theaters. But, you know, good for you there. I like your original (laughs) theory. I like your original theory. I have to go back to one of your old video theories that you had where you said, well, what if uh, the Snyder Cut, because most of um, Zack Snyder's movies, you know, have extended cuts or director's cuts, what if... The Snyder cut was already was already budgeted when they did Justice League. They assumed they oh. were going to do an extended cut. They assumed an they were going to do a. They assumed they were going to do some sort of director's cut afterwards because that's the kind of. And we look and we're looking at a director's cut friendly studio though too. We're looking at Warner Brothers where they're always putting out director's cuts of their movies. So it's not yep. like. You know, I, there's I supposed don't... to be an it director's cut that's coming out this year, and there's no and announcement there, there be, for it yet. But the director very, said it's coming out. Yeah, but, yeah, but they're being very um, low key about it. You know why they're being low yeah. key about it? Because it was a very popular movie as it was. Yeah. So they're not. So they're not really hyping the fact that they're going to put the director's cut out, but they're going to put the director's cut out for people who want it. And that's what I'm right. thinking. Well, maybe that's what it'll be. Maybe the Snyder cut. But see, they won't be able to be. If they do decide to do the Snyder cut, they don't. Mm-hmm. They w- wouldn't be able to be to just you know silently release it because mm-hmm. it's just too much. There's just too much hype surrounding it at this point. You know, if you if you're gonna, I mean, how do you yeah. just silent silently put it out and just be like, oh, we're just gonna put it out one day and then it's gonna shut everybody up and. You know, AT and T is going to force them to put it out eventually because they're going to get tired of their customer service centers being bombarded with people telling them <laughs> to release the Snyder. I think cut. there's a query of the algorithm query where they're like asking the the AT and T cares. It says, "All right, can you query me? What's the most uh, common complaint that's going on right now?" And it's gonna it's gonna query up hashtag release the Snyder cut. They're like, "What is that?" And- and that's Why is everybody calling for it? Was it? <laughs> they're they're going to release. And I I wonder if I wonder if Jeff Johns when he you know he left he left Warner Brothers and he's work doing working for his own company now. And my question yeah. about that is he's got to be happy now because now he's not going to have people walking to him up walking up to him on the street all the time saying hey release the Snyder cut. Oh, yeah. you know, because now, now he kind of he, he, esca- he escapes that because he's not he's not on there he's not on Warner Brothers payroll anymore. But, no, no. 
but he's on his own payroll. His own payroll, and I, I don't know. I I have to believe that. I have to believe that this will all work out for us, though. The cause is just so, so big, and and it's been. And honestly, I don't. I can't think of another movie in recent memory where there was this much hype. There's much noise about it. There's there's a lot of noise over a director's cut of a movie. That's already right. been released. That, and, and it just goes to show you the amount of people that were ex- insanely dissatisfied with what we got in theaters. Yeah, and rightfully so. I mean, you, you, I, I look at it like this: BVS made nine hundred million dollars. It didn't make a billion, but it made pretty close. And the Blu-ray release when they announced it, when they put out the ultimate cut. The Blu-ray releases, it's still one of the highest grossing Blu-rays of all time. Mm-hmm. So what does that tell you? It tells you that there's insane amount of interest in Zack Snyder and in Zack Snyder's films. People care. Even all those people that hate Zack Snyder, that hate Zack Snyder personally, are going to mm-hmm. buy the Snyder Cut. Guaranteed. Why are they going to buy the Snyder Cut? Because they are going to be just as curious as us. Curious, uh, yeah. About what they're going to see there. And even right. they're going to have to say, even they're going to have to say when it's all said and done, whether they want to hate on it or not, mm-hmm. you know, they, they're still going to want to be able to talk about it. So they're going to buy it too. Right. There's a exactly. reason we're still talking about, we're still talking about BVS and Man of Steel mm-hmm. all these years later. Because those movies mean something to people, even if they're not, even if they're not, it, it, they, they don't seem, they don't even seem important. They're still being talked about because they, they resonate one way or the other, whether you love it or hate it, you're still talking about it. And I can't think of one Marvel movie that is getting, that is still from, from a couple years ago, that is still yeah. getting talked about as much as BVS and Man of Steel. And, and Man of Steel. They're, they're standing the test of time. I don't think, when I talk to people, nobody's bringing up Civil War. I mean, nobody's no. bringing up, you know, Thor or Iron Man or, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing how uh, people complain about Man of Steel and how small the DCEU started. Hey, at least we remember them, <laughs> you know? Yeah, we're still um, talking about them today. We still care. They're, we still they're in still, pop culture. Yes, you know? and they're not going anywhere. They they continue yeah. because Zack Snyder is a director who's ahead of his time. He's he's right. always been ahead of his time. He was ahead of yeah. his time with with Dawn of the Dead. He was ahead of his time with Three Hundred. He was ahead, definitely ahead of his time with Watchmen. Think about Watchmen. Yeah. Watchmen was considered unfilmable. And I remember mm-hmm. when that my my birthday is on March 10th. When Watchmen came out, Watchmen came out on I believe it was March the 9th. And I remember mm-hmm. going with my girlfriend at the time to see Watchmen in theaters. Mm-hmm. And I remember the experience distinctly like it was yesterday because I was sick mm-hmm. as a dog. I was coughing and sweating, and I had a really had a really bad flu. But nothing was going to keep me from seeing that movie because I knew if anybody could pull it off, it was going to be Zack Snyder. Exactly. Because I remember Dawn mm-hmm. of the Dead, and I remember 300. 300, and he did not disappoint. He took the yeah. unfilmable and made it filmable and made one of the mm-hmm. greatest comic book movies of all time, if you ask me. And yeah. I, I still, to this day, love Watchmen. I, can't, I, I, watch, it, I watch it at least me three too. or four times a year. 
And I honestly don't think that, I mean, I mean, I don't, and I don't understand all the hate that it gets because you know what? I'm a big fan of the original Uh work. I love Alan. Uh I love Watchmen. I hate Uh all these sequels and prequels and things that they're doing. Jeff Johns, Uh Doomsday Clock, whatever that is. I hate all that stuff. But when I, but when I watch Watchmen, I I think about it. And I say, oh, my God, this is an incredible movie. They did, he did right. a phenomenal job here. He took something, and, yeah, he stylized it in the way, that he, the way that he does things as a filmmaker from the visual art perspective. But yeah. as far as, that's as adapting that's, the material, the he did a great job. Yeah. I mean, it's like literally frames are being popped out to life, you know? Right. Uh, I mean, this is what how we would get if, it, if they were real. And maybe yeah. not, you know, I mean, you know, maybe you wouldn't get the you wouldn't get the stylized stuff, but the stylized stuff is just for cinematics. It's like J.J. Abrams with the lens flares. You know, right. every director has their That's has their, their style, stuff. has their trademark, has the thing that they do in every movie that you know that that's their movie. And right. it's and for me, I I just don't I've never been able to understand that's why that's why it all goes back to like the main theme from earlier i just never will be able to understand all the hate that this man gets as a director he's such a phenomenal filmmaker and he's and he's such a fine he's such a fine person too i mean it's obvious Uh that he cares about his fans it's obvious he cares about all of us because he's he's on vero replying to people he's Uh liking you know fan comments and stuff and things like that and you know, and he's paying attention and taking the time to engage people on this, and it's it's just yep. really nice to see. How many other directors do we know that that will do that? I mean, it's a very right. um, very rare, <laughs> especially somebody if any. especially somebody making high profile films like this. Right, and he's he's such a good person in the way you know how some directors would actually lash out at people that don't like his films. I mean, you wouldn't, he doesn't do that at all. Like, he doesn't lash out at, oh, at yeah, haters the, the at current, all. The last, the last Jedi He's, director has been getting into, oh, uh, apparently been getting into Twitter arguments with fans over yeah. the Jedi, which I think is just ridiculous. You're it the is director. Ridiculous. You don't, you're the director. Your, your, your movies speak for themselves. You don't mm-hmm. have to come out and try to defend what you put on film. If they don't understand it and if they're they're not picking up on it, that's that's on them. That's At fine. the same time, if they if they love it, that's fine. If they hate it, they hate it. Film right. is all subjective. You're never going to be able to yeah. make a movie that everybody agrees with, that everybody loves. You're always going to have your detractors no matter what. You could be the, known as the greatest filmmaker who ever lived and I, and although I may think that Zack Snyder is the greatest director of this, of the current, of the modern era that we're living in. That may be my mm-hmm. personal belief, but yeah. I'm sure for somebody else, it's somebody different. And I, I mean, that's perfectly fine because that's the world we live in. And that's what everybody has their right to their own personal taste. But for me personally, I didn't care all that much for the last Jedi, but I'm not going to sit there and argue with, with Ryan Johnson about, what I didn't like about his movie. That was his vision. That's what he decided to do. And right. it's its my decision, to, you know, to choose whether or not I like it or not it has nothing to do with him. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. I'm not going to go attack him. <laughs> right. I, I mean, well, I don't have nothing 
personal against yeah. the guy. I may not like the movie that he made, but the, to me, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, there's a lot of directors that I like that have made movies that I didn't like. Right. And I, I cannot, although I can honestly say Zack Snyder is not one of them. I've liked every single yeah. one of his movies. I right. mean, even Sucker Punch. I even liked Sucker Punch, which is something that I, I, I get a lot of Sucker I get a lot of flack from, especially the I extended was... cut, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was shocked at how uh, critically, you know, damaging that was, and I'm like, really? When I watched that film, and I didn't even look at Rotten Tomatoes or anything. I watched that film with my um, wife, and we come from art. We're art students, and then we love the anime. Yeah, we saw it in theaters, and it was like, wow, this is really good. Like, that's so cool. You know, it has, uh, they talk, it's very layered, and you have to go back and watch it again because you could have missed something. It's almost uh, Inception-like in the way how different uh, imaginations they're going through, and or you could even argue there were dreams. There were so much things you can apply to that. Uh, that it, it it really boggles my mind how people or, look at it such at a surface dreams. level. Yeah, or, or there were dreams. Right. Or, or Zack Snyder, if you're listening to this, can you tell me if she was shifting through realities? Was she shifting through different realities? That's a th- that's a theory that I that I had that maybe she was just that it was you know because you know how they they have this. They have this, you know, they have this multiverse theory now. Right. You know, well, that where, might be because you get lobotomized and then you're able to tap into your, into multiple realities. Wow, right. that and is then, a. And then there's that theory. Well, because there's that theory that when you that when you die, you don't really you don't really die. Your consciousness continues on, and you just continue to live on in another yeah. reality as though you didn't die. Like your physical yeah. body can die. But your consciousness right. can continue on, so therefore your consciousness can just can just go find another physical body of you, and you can continue living almost instantaneously as though you never died. So I'm wondering if that's what Zack Snyder was showing us in Sucker Punch through rea- right. through multiple realities. She was seeing herself in different layers of consciousness because she was comatose in one reality. And then mm-hmm. she was a warrior in another reality, and she's right. seeing all these different continuities in which her character could exist. And you're right; it is such a deeply layered movie. You could do an entire, you get into yeah. an entire show just on Sucker Punch. You can <laughs> interpret it in different ways. Right. You can in so many different ways. And I, I like, yeah. I like that because at first I was thinking like you too, like. Like, you know, maybe it was, maybe it was dreams, maybe it was, you know, and there's all these different things I'm thinking about. And then it's like, I started to think and I'm like, but no, no, Zack Snyder would want you to dig deeper. Zack Snyder would want you to look, look even further and say, well, no, maybe it's this. And, you know, and I I guess the idea is when you're putting out art like that on film, Mm -hmm. you want your audiences to look into it as intelligently as they possibly can and think yeah. outside the box because that's something yeah. that Zack Snyder does all the time. He thinks outside the box, even when he's kicking his water bottles into big giant trash cans. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. I, yeah. I've just, I've, I've been, I've just been trying to figure it all out. Like, like the, like you all know, the little, all the Vero posts. I mean, I'm telling <laughs> yeah. you, like people look at it surface level and I'm like, wait a minute. If like, I, like, like these people, 
Oh, this he pulled his thumb. Deeper. He posted a cut with his thumb on it. A th- uh, his thumb with a cut. And uh, yeah. what is he telling you there? Uh, well, Snyder he's, ta- <laughs> he's saying he's telling you that he about. He's telling you about the Snyder cut. He's telling you the Snyder right. cut is real. He's showing you. He's showing you a literal Snyder cut to tell you right. that the Snyder cut literally exists. He's trying to tell you that people. Why can't you see that? Oh, well, what does it mean? Well, he's showing you a literal Snyder cut. What do you think it means? <laughs> so that's the thing. See, it's like his films. They're looking at it at a surface level. And when he means it to be deeper. And so when you get that same idea, if he's applying that to films, how can he not be applying that to his pictures that he posts? So Right. He's not doing it. Even the one where it's like... I know Fiona had uh, talked, uh, posted to him about the one where it was Throwback Thursday and his haircut, and so she threw down director's cut. Is that are you teasing? And he did the emoji with the shades, and so you're like, <laughs> oh, so you really did mean to tease director's quote unquote cut, <laughs> haircut. Well, that was the direct. Cut. That was the that was a director's. That was a director's cut, indeed. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and it's amazing how it's amazing how little he's changed over the years since then, too. When you look at his right. face and you just see the long hair, and you're just like, "Oh my God, that that could just as easily be a wig." He he's barely changed. <laughs> John Bon Jovi. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm like, I'm like, my goodness, you've bar- you barely aged, Zach. Really? Yeah. It's great that he keeps in shape, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. Well, you gotta be, if you're gonna be doing the, doing the types of films that he's doing, I mean, that's, I mean, wow. Big cameras and stuff like that, yeah. I mean, he's definitely. Really, I mean, it's, but my thing is, yeah, he, as far as his Vero posts go, I, I just get baffled every time people, you know, when he posts something new or he posts something from Justice League or, you know, like when he posts a picture of Superman standing in rubble and then he writes this guy or he puts like, he'll put like little, you know, or he'll do like a, like when he did, he did back at the office and in the back of the his gym, you could see the picture of, uh, yeah. Uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Thomas Wayne on the wall. Right. And, you know, he's giving you little clues that he's still involved with the DCEU, but you're just right. not picking up on them because you're, uh, because you're just looking at things surface level. Like at like surface like level. You pointed yeah. And yeah. I, and I just, I've never been able to understand how you can like Zack Snyder and not think about things differently. You know, you're not, he's not, Zack Snyder is not, doesn't have to always knock you over the head with stuff. But I think sometimes when he posts posts those pictures, he literally is knocking you over the head. Like, I don't understand what could have been more obvious than that cut thumb. That to me was just like the biggest clue in the world. He he didn't have to post nothing else after that for me. I was just like, okay, Snyder cut is real. We can just, we can just wait. It'll it'll happen, <laughs> you know. I I mean I just and Fiona too. Fiona is is really really cool with the way that she's been, 
you know, but the way she interacts with people too. But she's she's gotten into her own, you know, back and forths with certain types of people on there too. I mean, she's got people attacking her all the time, which is something I'll never understand because she's just another fan like the rest of us. She just happens to be close to Zack Snyder. Close to Zack Snyder, right. And, <laughs> and it's so cool. I mean, I can't believe, uh, you know, we're able to get... Like I'm, I'm here all the way in Hawaii. I don't know. Um, where are you, at? are you at? I'm in Illinois. Illinois. I'm in Illinois, so, and PSN Radio is broadcasted out of Florida. So, Florida. Okay. <laughs> figure that out. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, you're in the states, which is cool, and I feel like I'm literally some dude on a rock in the middle of the ocean, and it's just incredible to see that it's always Zack Snyder like my post. You know, like I, and I'm like, wow. I mean, it's so surreal. I don't know how I can explain it. It's just so surreal to know a guy that you uh, like his films and you like his directions and things like that to actually like your post or even respond to you and you're like, whoa, am I living right now? Like, am I really, is this, is this happening? You know? Or and so, are we really living, or are we all just living in a simulation? In What's a simulation, yeah. Well, I, hope they, I hope that someone hacked this simulation and just throw out the Snyder Cut right now. Okay. Yeah, could, 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 we, could, we, could, we get the, could we get the Snyder Cut released tomorrow, yeah. and could Zack Snyder please call into the show right now? Make both like of our to, nights. <laughs> I would like to reset it, go back to the theater, and I'm sitting there, and we actually see the Snyder Cut instead of what we got. Okay. <laughs> Oh, yeah, somewhere that, that would be that. great too. Yeah. And we have no, and we have no memory of, no memory of what we got what in happened. theaters. There's yeah. no memory whatsoever. It's all, it'll all just be wiped away, like in, like in Infinity War, when they're just the heroes are just getting wiped away. That's essentially, you know, what we want to happen to Justice League. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that would be the greatest thing in the world that could ever happen if. If we really are living in a simulation, I hope that that happens <laughs> because <laughs> it's just it's just crazy. Like you know, you, you you've you know, it's great. You know, it's great for kids. It's great for people for casual you know casual fans that just will go watch movies yeah. and just want a little bit of escapism for two solid hours, two mm-hmm. even solid hours, not a minute longer. Justice Justice League theatrical cut is for you and I should once again give out the phone number here if anybody wants to call in we are in the home stretch we've got about uh, 20 minutes left in the show so if you'd like to call in and speak with myself and Chris Wong of the Ping Pong Flick Show you are welcome to do so the phone number here at in PSN Radio New Logic Studios is oh my goodness oh 786 245 8127. That's 786 245 8127. And since we do only have about 20 minutes left, we're going to take a brief break and we will be right back. Keep on moving You keep on moving 
are back on tonight's episode of the Zod Ryder Show. I'm Zod Ryder here with Chris Wong of the Ping Pong Flick Show. And during the break, Chris Wong and I started discussing the Richard Donner cut of Superman 2. And we were kind of getting into the deepness of the parallels between the Richard Donner cut and the Snyder cut of Justice League. And and yeah. you were and you were saying you were not even aware that there was a Richard Donner cut. That's what you were saying. No, I'm yeah. Kidding. When back then it was just Superman one, Superman two, Superman three, Superman. You know, it doesn't dawn on you. And in a way, it's kind of like how general audience is probably right now is like, what do you mean Snyder cut? You mean there was another director involved in that? You know, all that that noise is really for the fandom, um, and. Like, I know there's the articles, and we kind of briefly talked about Mauro Robles and Revenge of the, Revenge of the Fan? Or is it Revenge of the Nerd? Oh, yeah, Revenge of the Fan. Revenge of the Fan. Okay, it was Revenge of the Fan. So, how he says, well, it's not going to release in 10 to 20 years, 25 years. And that was a time and age, like you mentioned, we talked, I, I don't know if it was on air, but like how there was like no internet. Yeah. Uh, yeah the fandom, the people at that time didn't know that there was a Donner cut or there was anything behind the scenes that have happened. Not like we do now. Uh, and this, now that we know, and most, a lot of people know, it's on social media and things like that for people who are not even in the DCU fandom know. Uh, articles, bloggers, everything is, like you said, instant gratification. It's not like before. And, and I believe, that with how we are now, it's not going to take 10 to 20 years to get it. I, I really believe that. No, because um, everything is so much faster now. We're living in So much times. faster, yeah. It's like everything. Demands you can get faster. anything you want now. You can get anything. That, you know, it's so... It's so crazy, you know. You can nowadays you can have your groceries delivered within a half an hour. You can do anything. You, it's like the world is yeah. just completely, you know, it's completely digital now. You know, when we look at, you know, you look at streaming services and all that, the way that they've taken over. Look at how great we were talking it's about more, Vero. It's going to be faster. You even look at Vero. We were talking about Vero, the social media platform. How it's. How it's so, you know, how it just comes up on your phone and you, you know, and it's so much more friendly than a lot of the other social media, but it's instant. You can do things instantly on there too. And we're just, we're living in an a in a mobile age. We're living in a now age and, yeah. and the, the Snyder cut, I, I think this, the release, the Snyder cut movement has gone on for so long. You got to figure that at this point, the WB has got to be thinking you know, if any, if nothing else, maybe they're thinking, "My God, we should probably just put this out so that so that they'll stop, they'll stop, stop it," because they're going to keep, they're just going to keep going. They're relentless. They're going to keep going until until they finally get the Snyder cut. So we might as well just give it to them. I mean, what you know? And I I, I remember there was a guy, I think, on one of the Blu-ray forums that. I had gotten into a couple arguments with about the Snyder cut because he had kept saying that, oh, they're never going to release that, even if it even if it does exist. Which it, he's one of those people that believes that there is no Snyder cut, that it's all right. just a myth. You know, that's the yeah. the, the, the you know the company line that everybody has been had been pushing for many months. That oh, there's no Snyder cut, despite evidence, right. a lot of evidence to the contrary. Nobody wants to look at facts. Nobody wants to look at evidence. It's kind of right. the world we live in now. So, yeah. so, so you figure, okay, 
Um, there, there is no Snyder Cut, whatever. They're never going to release it. You know, if that was the case, you know, nobody, you know, Warner Brothers didn't blink. We've been asking for the director's cut of Batman Forever for years, and they never released that. So why would they release the Snyder Cut? People want the yeah. air, cu- air cut of Justice of uh, Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. But nobody, but, yeah. but not, they never did that. They released, I said, but wait a minute. I said, they may not have given you an air cut of Suicide Squad. My rebuttal was, mm-hmm. they gave you an extended cut of Suicide Squad. And one right. thing you have to remember, the difference with Suicide Squad, people, is that David Ayer actually mm-hmm. took ownership of the theatrical cut of Suicide yeah. Squad. He came yeah. out, claimed it, said it was his movie, said he did, yeah. you know, and and, you know, and that's... And so when they released that extended cut, they were like, mm-hmm. okay, that, that, that's enough. And that's what you got with, with Suicide Squad. Now, right. the, and the difference with the Snyder cut is, at no point has Zack Snyder come out and said, oh, the theatrical cut. cut, that was my cut of the movie. That's the movie that I made. Yeah. Zack Snyder has not said anything like that. And the studio hasn't even really been going out of their way to try to tell you that that's the movie that Zack Snyder made. Exactly. Yeah. The only way you the only way you know that Zack Snyder was involved at all in the movie is because Zack Snyder's name is attached to directed by at the end of it. That's yes. the only way you know or at the beginning or whatever. That's the only way you know that he was even right. involved in the movie. If you were to watch that movie and it didn't say directed by Zack Snyder, you'd mm-hmm. never know that Zack Snyder directed the movie. You would suspect that somebody else directed somebody it. else directed it yeah and it's such a disservice to see his name credited on there it's like that's so insulting <laughs> i don't understand it i, I don't understand that's so how insulting. Didn't yeah, get yeah. credit and i think the only reason and i don't believe for a minute all that stuff that oh joss whedon didn't shoot enough reshoot enough of the movie to get credit i don't believe yeah. that i believe he shot more of justice league yeah. than richard lester reshot of the Donner of Superman 2. Right. And and Richard Lester still got a full director's credit for Superman 2, whereas Joss Whedon didn't get a... I was thinking, why hasn't anybody did a petition to get to get uh, Zack Snyder's name removed from the theatrical cut of Justice League? Right. I, don't <laughs> I don't understand it. You know, put put on there that it's a put it on there that it's Joss directed Whedon. by Joss Whedon, and I'll be yeah. fine with it because then I can say, okay, it's not a Zack Snyder movie, so it's not meant to be a conclusion to Man of Steel and BVS, the Superman trilogy as they want to call it. It's meant to right. be its own thing. It's meant to lead into whatever other DCEU movies, DCU light movies they make yeah from here on yeah. out why can't the mm-hmm. snyder cut be the dc universe dark uh alternative why can't mm-hmm. it spearhead it launch that universe if right. walter hamada wants to do two separate universes then why can't you have snyder's version lead to one and mm-hmm. joss whedon's version leave you lead you to the other like like choose yeah, your own adventure yeah like, in a way like, like and, the and then movies it, Right, <laughs> and they the could and they could end up at Infinite Crisis toward the end. <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be amazing? They'd they'd have to do a they'd have to do eventually when Walter Hamada 
stepped down and they got and somebody else started running it they'd have to do like a crisis on infinite earths kind of thing where where they would completely you know where they completely obliterate all the universes and make one universe Hello, did I lose you? Oh, sorry. Uh, you know, no, I'm just saying, like, if oh, they, got if they obli- <laughs> to ob- to obliterate yeah. the uh, to obliterate the uh, universe that Walter Hamada made and create one universe with like a big Crisis on Infinite Earths movie. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think it. I think ultimately that's what that's what it uh, what it might what could happen if they actually did that and split it into two. That would be kind of logical. That would be a dream. That would be. A I would love dream. it. I'd be like, I I'd be like, totally and some people that. are like, "Oh, that'd be stupid because now you're confusing the fans because you got two separate universes." But why? We got different universes on TV. We got different universes in the cartoons. We got different universes in the comics. What makes this any different? Right. Absolutely. The only difference. I mean, the only difference is the logo on the advertisements. Yeah. That's- <laughs> How how would that look on DC Dark and DC DC U Dark would and, be like that black, you know, yeah, would be the yeah. black DC logo. Then they want they wanted to call yeah. it DC Black. They should just call it DC Dark. I agree with you there. <laughs> I, I think DC Dark better than DC Black. I mean, that just sounds weird. DC Black, like, like the like the star like the Star <laughs> Wars just call it like the Star Wars Elseworlds. black line of Star Wars black line of figures. Yeah, yeah, but wouldn't that be wouldn't that be too comic booky to call it? Elseworlds. That's true. Yeah, I wouldn't mind would if they that, did that. Yeah, I think that'd mainstream. be. I think that'd be great. But yeah, yeah, but you're right. The mainstream media would probably like what is. But DC I would Elf? think that that'd be cool. <laughs> I would think that would be cool because then you're differentiating. Elseworlds is for the diehard, uh, director-driven fans, and DC right. Light is for mainstream audiences. So now you know the difference, and you can be a fan of both, or you can be a fan of one. And everybody's happy, and you don't lose anything. Right. Exactly. I mean, uh, like you said, choose your own adventure. <laughs> It'd be like the. It's like, like the Halloween. It's like the Halloween continuity. It's like the Halloween continuity of movies, where now you, where you got like ten different directions you can go in with the Halloween movies because there's been so many different right. ones. And now there's a right. new one coming Definitely. out that's a, that'll create a totally different continuity. So you got all these different ones to choose from. It could be the same way with uh, the DC universe because it's like that with comic books. How many how many times does DC does DC reboot? They reboot every couple of years, it seems like. So they might as well do it with the movies. I, I just don't. That's what makes uh, Snyder's like five part arc seem so awesome because you know like he was just going to do five movies and then and then end it all and then they were going to reboot and do something else. Oh man, I Perfect. man, not every any every day I wish that would happen. Like if they could do some get that five part story arc out. Of course, it won't depending on what cut that Snyder cut is, and that's the one I'm wondering the most is how many times did he compromise in a way, even though he said no compromise. And who's to say that his cut of Justice League the Snyder cut that we would eventually get wouldn't lead to exactly what we're getting now because we know he yeah. shot that en- we know he shot that ending where with Bruce and and Clark at the end when you know about buying the bank we know he shot that that's true so who's to say that's true. That he doesn't leave the movie in the same spot in a spot where Warner Brothers could pick up from either 
Justice League. Exactly. Or, or the Snyder like how Cut. how could these people say that movie will probably not in continue uh not in con- continuity with the movies one before afterwards if you guys have never seen it. If you've seen it, then tell me what you've seen. <laughs> but but you haven't seen it, so how can you say that it probably won't continue on after that? You know? And that's, uh, why, and that, why and that's we... another and that's another thing I wanted to touch on, and it's the last topic I want to touch on before you and I wrap it up here. But I, what I wanted to ask you is, what is your opinion on all these people within the last couple of months who have who have been coming out trying to make people believe that they've actually seen the Snyder Cut? I don't understand Ugh. what the purpose is. I don't know why they why they do that. If it's not true, why are they even bothering? I, I don't understand the point. They're not helping the cause. No, they're not. Uh, I don't know. You know, I know that James Wallerstein guy. He clearly lied. He saw the cut, and he, in a way, did on his video. I couldn't understand. It was in Spanish. But he pretty much trolled us all, and he was trying to send a message about people are too into the center cut. I don't know how many people unsubscribed to him. I have no idea what that was all about. Um, Heroic Gateway reached out to me and said they've seen the cut, but that was last year. So it's not something recent. And I'm assuming he meant that he was part of the people who were in the test group for that. Um, I do get people through emails and stuff saying they've seen the cut too. And I have, I know details of what they've seen, but I, I don't know who to believe to be quite honest. I mean, they're just, yeah, yeah, they're just words on a screen to me. They have no faces and I just don't know, you know, (laughs) to the point where I'm to the point where I will not believe anything until I have, until I actually have the movie in my possession. That's when I'll believe it. Right. Because to me, it's like, whatever. You can say all you want to say. I mean, for, for, because for many months I was, I was hearing people were saying, oh, there's a scene in the, in the Snyder cut. I've seen it where Superman's wearing the black suit and when he fights, when he fights Steppenwolf, he, the, the colors of the suit change back to the, back to the original, uh, Blue and blue and red and oh oh yeah you mean all those weird (laughs) whatever like if if that's the case if that's the case great but guess what I don't buy it and I don't believe it until I've actually seen it seen it yeah it's crazy but uh, with that I want to thank you very much for being on the show with me tonight it's been it's been awesome you and I have just been going on for two hours about what great Zack Snyder fans we are this is incredible. I'd love to. I'd love to do another show with you in the future on some other topic. Who knows? Maybe, maybe we can even come. We'll even come back to this one at some point. Because I mean, this is something. This is an ongoing event. Uh, the release, the Snyder Cut movement, is still going on, people, and it's right. continuing to grow. And I don't think it's going to stop until Warner Brothers hashtag releases the Snyder Cut. So, right. uh, or at so least I come say, out with a statement. <laughs> at least say something. Yeah, and, and yeah. I guess that's I guess that's good for us that they haven't they haven't actually. There's nobody from Warner Brothers that's actually come out and said there is yep. no Snyder cut. It's just people in 
you know, the mainstream, like, media, like the sites that are saying that there is no Snyder Cut. It's never been Warner Brothers that said there is no Snyder Cut. No. So because they, they know that there is one, so they don't want to come out and out and be just outright liars. They'll lie about everything else, but they don't want to lie to us about the Snyder Cut for some reason. Like, oh like yeah, I guess, I guess they're trying to they're trying to protect it because they know that there's money to be made from it later down the line. And if they say that oh, it yeah. doesn't exist, then they've got to then they leave all that money on the table. Which, if you're like I've been saying, I'll just leave with this: is that. A smart business owner, a smart businessman would look at this release of Snyder Cut, this group of people, and it's not a group, it's a, it's a big type population. Even Jay Oliver says they're not a minority, right? No. I would look at that as a businessman, look at that. How do I capitalize on that? How would I make money off of that? And I know it sounds pretty shady and business-like, but that works in our favor because if they can see – uh, investment and they can make money on off of a Snyder cut. They will get the Snyder cut. That's that's all it is. It's all money to them. <laughs> that's exactly it. Good or bad, if there's mistakes or whatever, they don't care. It's just about money. It's not about right. any. It's not about anything else. I agree one hundred one hundred percent. So once again, shout outs to uh, forsnydercut.com. Shout outs to Zack Snyder and Fiona and everyone else involved in the movement to release the Snyder Cut. I am Zod Ryder, a.k.a. Joseph Todd, and I do want to thank you one more time, Chris Wong, for being here. It's been a pleasure. No problem. Thank you, Joseph. Good night, everyone. Good night.